0: That's an amazing one. Yeah, yeah from 50 cents to uh, it went to $100 recently, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Of course, I didn't hold it for the whole way. For the whole but way. I still have Luna. Uh, I'm, I'm still very, very bullish on it and on the whole ec- ecosystem and on, on the players on it. There are some issues with it.
0: Hello and welcome to Defire, the podcast where I have the privilege talking and asking some of the smartest brains in crypto all the questions that I have. Today on the show we will hear the story of Archon. You might know him from Crypto Twitter, Discord and from his work with Venture DAOs, namely G Capital and Zero X Ventures. Archon and his fellow DAO members are always looking to find and fund the next Rune, Luna or Olympus DAO, but they also do not shy back from getting their hands dirty and help the project with their services. They give advice on tokenomics, they can do marketing, they can do all kinds of stuff as you will hear in this episode. I'm super grateful that Archon is also a podcast host, as you can hear from the superb audio quality on his part. My audio was a bit poorer because I could only bring my smallest wireless microphone to Rio de Janeiro, where I was recording this episode. But before we start, a quick word from our sponsor. Let's quickly address our sponsor today. CryptoValley.jobs is a job board where engineers, designers, analysts, traders and community builders can find cool crypto jobs. Full disclosure, I run this job board as a side project of this podcast. So if you are looking for a job or you want to advertise an open position, please go and visit CryptoValley.jobs. And while you're there, make sure to sign up on the email list so you're always informed when new jobs are posted on the platform. That's CryptoValley.jobs, and now let's start the show. Archon, do I, do I pronounce this right? Archon? Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. A- it's,
1: a, it's, a, it's from StarCraft, right? You see it on my avatar. I played a lot of StarCraft 1. I'm so old. <laughs> In the early, early days. and uh,
0: so. I played Age of Empires 2. Is that more or less the same time? Uh,
1: oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Could be. Yeah. Okay,
0: but I think StarCraft is really a great game. I've never played it, but it's supposed to be one of those kind of like evergreen games that. It's people awesome. Play you can still like
1: play StarCraft 2. It looks awesome. And, and it's interesting because I have witnessed many StarCraft players becoming more or less professional poker players. And they also played a lot of poker a few years back. And then from them, many uh, progressed towards uh, crypto. It's, it's really interesting.
0: Yeah, the strategic minds and Maybe a little bit of gambling
1: touch in them as well. Yeah, also a, a kind of a feeling for numbers and um, yeah, many of Probabilities. those um, yeah. attributes are also helpful in, in crypto, definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: One question I usually ask before the interview is what, what makes this episode a success for you? What mm. do you want out of this?
1: Yeah, I think perhaps several things, but I think the most valuable one would be if people decide to spend more time in crypto or even change their working day radically. There's a high demand for every skill set right now. Uh, If you're a writer, Mm -hmm. if you're an illustrator, if you're a front-end designer, back-end developer in general, analytics guy, uh, there are projects out there looking for you. Okay, so you
0: really want to bring people actively into the crypto space. Is that one of your goals?
1: yeah, I've heard so many life-changing stories. They are not regretting it. They're much more happier afterwards, after they did this step. But it took them, also myself, a lot of time to think about it. And if you have somebody you can talk to about it, who has done it already, I think this helps a lot. Yeah. And many people are still alone, researching on their own, investing on their own. They're often just afraid, scared, and sometimes it's easier than you think. Yeah a discussion once with a developer and he hit me up on on Twitter and we discussed things. And a few weeks later, he was working for one of the biggest U.S. funds and and his his old job. Mm -hmm. Things happen differently in this space.
0: Yeah. That's also a little bit the reason why I do this podcast. I'm trying to reach out to other people because he can be quite... Um, a lonely thing I mean you are kind of a renegade in your laptop and uh, your other friends are probably not interested in crypto Mm. um, which is my case and (laughs) now as I'm doing this full time uh, it can be lonely you know and the podcast gives me this perfect excuse to reach out to everybody that I want and learn from them and hopefully I also add value because I yeah spread this out to the world but Th- it's, that's a great
1: that's a great theme. It's not only about yeah. working, as you said. It's also about like exploring this space, not alone, but doing it together. And this is also what G is about, right? It's it's, it's just mm-hmm. a bunch of, of, of people doing things together, and by this being much more successful and having much more fun, and, and all of this. And everybody should uh, have a group of like-minded people to to interact with and and, and go for this journey together.
0: Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So how many times a day do you check your portfolio?
1: <laughs> I think this this changed drastically. In uh, beginning of my crypto journey in 2018, after everything like <laughs> went to shit and I saw an opportunity there. Unfortunately, it took quite a long time <laughs> for this opportunity to materialize. But uh, yeah, then I checked very often. Also in 2020, I checked often. But the higher the portfolio goes, the more you are Focusing on building yourself and doing more than just like the trading, the less you care. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm not checking daily.
0: No? no. Okay, wow. It doesn't
1: mean I'm rich, right? It's, it just means like I'm focusing on, on different stuff. And just yeah. by uh, uh, waking up and checking prices and checking, I don't know, uh, Reddit or, or Twitter, nothing Positive comes out of this, right? Positive mm-hmm. things only happen if you create something. If you interact with people, if you do stuff, then uh, a lot of things start happening. But just passively uh, consuming in the beginning, it's helpful, of course, because you learn a lot. But at some point in, in this journey, you need to start um, creating stuff on your own. And if, if it's just uh, spreading the knowledge you have experienced.
0: Yeah, I think um, from this introduction, We can already hear that you are a guy who had a job and now you don't have a regular job anymore a corporate job and you are dedicating your time full-time crypto how would you introduce yourself and what you're doing
1: (laughs) i was a guy with a job yeah (laughs) that's correct (laughs) no um i mean I'm self-employed right now, and originally my plan was to uh, do more of consultancy work in areas where I've been working in before. It's like mostly uh, product management. And then it turned out there are so many opportunities already in the crypto and DeFi space where I can help different projects, where I can do my own stuff, where I can create content. This already takes so much of my time. And I can at least part the live from this so I don't have to do the other stuff. I can always work in the traditional space, but as long as it works, I focus on, on crypto stuff and work with projects and help wherever I can. And uh, I think the most important thing is I can work on stuff I love, where I learn something, where I have fun, where I work with great people and I can work where and when uh, I want to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. And what I know is that you work with G Capital and Zero X Ventures. You also have a podcast, but it sounded to me right now that you are making your money with other projects. Are you kind of like getting hired by crypto projects and they pay you for your work, or or did I misunderstand?
1: Yeah, there are different things. Like Zero X Ventures and then G Capital, these are decentralized venture funds, you could say, for venture DAOs. This takes some of my time, and there's a lot of discussion in these groups. We'll probably talk later about it, what those groups do, and it's just like a bunch of of very smart people, much smarter than I am, interacting with each other and and exchanging ideas and and projects and all of this. This certainly takes a lot of time, but then I also work alone with projects and and trying to support them in different roles. This could be like uh, writing, like what I do for XdeFi Wallet, for example, writing articles. For other projects, I help with uh, in a kind of an advisory role when it comes to certain strategic topics like product management or tokenomics or NFTs. So, uh, and I try to contribute from what I've learned, both from a theoretical perspective, but also by just being a degen and, <laughs> and mm-hmm. trying out a lot of projects to help with. And sometimes this gets into a kind of a paid relationship, but it's not the, the overarching goal, right? Mm-hmm. And it's perhaps and also important for other people. Like if you seek out the opportunity to, to help projects and support them, and then sometimes more happens.
0: And what would you say? And I would like to dive into this uh, because I think it's, it might be a sneak peek of the future of work, you, you mentioned before. You work for a for DAO. You work for a decentralized venture fund, and I really want to dive into this. But before that, I would like to figure out a little bit. What did you do before?
1: Yeah, I worked for some SMEs, like 100 to 200 employees, mostly software companies, software service companies, and and in consultancy, account management. I, had my own uh, teams also in in, in different countries and then I switched to product management which I found much more fascinating because you could actually create and and build products like Scrum
0: Master and stuff is is that part of it? Yeah Uh, I started
1: as a a product owner first really working hands on with the the development teams and then transcended more into a strategic position like where you had to manage a portfolio of products thinking of marketing strategies and, and pricing strategies and I kind of going to do big and bigger companies and then efficiency just went down <laughs> right it's all about okay. politics um, it's so very much different than how crypto projects operate it's uh, hard for me to imagine going back into a you know, corporate uh, position where you have like five bosses above you and and a lot of reporting and then powerpoints and every year you have a big restructure i mean it's not fun right at least for me there are some people that like it but i think most people in our generation i would say they're not longer motivated by becoming department uh, head in such a corporate and where you work 16 hours a day for a few hundred bucks more and it's very stressful and in the end you don't see tangible results right And yeah, after a few years, I really got got, uh, tired and and the motivation went down. And on the same side, I got more and more engaged in the the crypto ecosystem. And how people work together in crypto is fascinating, I think. I work now with so many smart people across the globe. Nobody cares who you are. Uh, where you're from what is your education what you have done before like all these bullshit questions you have in and i recruited a lot of people in my traditional uh, lifetime and also did the same the same mistakes all of this doesn't count it only counts like if you can provide added value if you have created something if you have smart ideas if you're engaging with people and i think this is kind of an ideal thing i mean there are also a lot of downsides don't get me wrong Just For example, yeah. you have very uh, few women in the, in the whole space, and probably there's, there's a reason to it. But still, I think it's so much uh, more towards an ideal compared to the corporate mm-hmm. world.
0: Okay, so so you got frustrated, you, you were not motivated, but how, um, you know, uh, I, I, I assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, you, you already started to build your portfolio in crypto while you had a job, and then when was the moment when you said, now is a good time to switch over from the, my traditional job to a full-time crypto job and you know what what would you say because um, you, you're living in switzerland i also live in switzerland we have like one of the highest uh, living costs right uh, it's not like we are in bali and we can get <laughs> through with a couple of hundred bucks uh, per month um, to do this you, you, it needs it needs some balls and more than balls it needs some some capital as well C- can you shine a little bit of light whatever you feel comfortable sharing where mm. when you said hey that's now um, a moment where i can jump over
1: yeah let's say i mean it's really so much dependent on your on your personal situation like how old are you are you like uh, 22 and you can live in the basement uh, just uh, eating ramen all day then it's a very different situation than if you have to sustain a family and have a house, apartment or whatever. So it's really hard to say but uh, I think you need to have enough capital that you can sustain uh, the way of living without getting worried and without uh, any income because like if things don't get traction immediately and then you start getting worried and and, and stressed and burnout doesn't help anybody. Mm -hmm. So I suggest you have to have some capital to hold out for a few months and uh, then you can also try out things, right? And if it doesn't work, then you do the next, and then, and then you do the next, and sometimes it, at some point it will make a click. And, but also have a strategy. What's the worst case, right? You're doing stuff, you're creating stuff, you're interacting with projects, you're, you're kind of trying to sell your time or sell your service, even better if you can sell a service. It scales much better. But if for some reason it doesn't work out, so what's uh, your fallback? Yeah? Can you still find a job? Can you do something else? But always try to be able to maintain your good sleep <laughs> about it, and not make some uh, like ad hoc decision and, and uh, say, uh, "Fuck you to your boss," and, and, and then you don't have a plan what you want to do. Right? <laughs> that, but on a the good other idea side, but on the other side, I mean, uh, you also don't have to wait to sustain 20 years of, uh, of no income. Mm-hmm. If you have enough, <laughs> then it's good. But uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: um, the, have you heard about the FIRE movement? Do you, do you know what it is?
1: Mm-hmm. No.
0: The, the FIRE movement is like a, a personal finance movement. It's, it stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. And they have like this rule with the, with the stock market that you, that you can... Ah, okay, like, like
1: 20, uh, I don't know, 20 years and then you, you uh, calculate like 6-7% of, of yearly interest that you can yeah. get by investing in an index fund.
0: Yeah, Exactly, you take out four percent, between three and four percent yeah. of your income. Everything is in stocks, and then you, you can basically live off that. Yeah, yeah, um, sure.
1: I, I wait. The uh, money mustache uh, block, perhaps. This, is yeah, he, he's <laughs> the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the
0: most guy. famous guy. <laughs> I think he made this lean fire because he, he lives very frugally, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but makes all the money with his blog. I think he makes hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars. Yeah.
1: Many years blog. ago I, I read it. Uh, quite interesting, but yeah, things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I, I guess what I tried to figure out a little bit, Archon, and I know we Swiss people, we, we don't like to talk so much about money, right? But f- I mean, since you work with G Capital and OX Ventures VC, uh, we need to um, unravel that a little bit, you know, like, what would you say is good enough to quit to your job? Do you need like six figures, you need seven figures? What is something that you would you say for yourself is like, hey, um, that's how I feel comfortable? Mm.
1: I think in Switzerland, you need at least high two figures or low six figures in order to, to sustain a good living Yeah, yeah on a yearly basis. And then you have to find a way. Like this, this is your goal. And then you have to find a way. How, uh, how can you create uh, different income streams uh, in order to achieve that? Mm-hmm. In a bull market, it can just be like crypto investing. It it, it can be farming yields. But uh, how convinced are you that you will be able to get twenty percent uh, APY also in five years? I mean, I hope we mm-hmm. do, but. Uh, <laughs> Can you you be sure? Yeah, if you if you take anchor as a kind of a baseline interest rate of of twenty percent. I mean, if you talk to uh, normal people that don't know about DeFi, don't know about crypto, they ask if you're crazy or what what scam uh, you ran (laughs) into. And yeah many different sources for the defi yield like it's about uh, lending it's about uh, block rewards and and many other sources and some of them just go down in a bear market if there is no interest for leverage then the lending rates go down and uh, we haven't really seen this yet
0: yeah yeah yeah. definitely and i wanted to ask you this do you think we're still in a bull market or are we in a bear market or what is Off the cuff, what did you say? Like, what is your feeling? Obviously, I know that nobody really knows properly.
1: Yeah, nobody really knows. I mean, I'm not a finance guy, right? We are now in a bear market because the asset prices went down 20%. This rule doesn't really apply to to, to crypto. But what we now see, I think, for the first time since many years, or more or less since the beginning, is that the market doesn't really move in unition based on what Bitcoin and Ethereum does. Like we have seen now a Cosmos one. Uh, we see NFTs getting what traction again. It's a sign of a maturing market. We again can rely a bit more on, on fundamentals and network effects and see where are really promising projects or networks taking off and, and then they can rise also despite Bitcoin or ETH going down or going sideways over a long time frame. And there have not been many examples of this. I mean, I remember Link, the so Chainlink in 2019 going like crazy. Everything was going down and, and, and Link was uh, just going up for a year. But this was a kind of unique. And now you see more of these developments. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a good sign. And I don't think we are in a final bear market right now. We are very much dependent now on the whole macro situation, interest rates and what the Fed does. And it's a very unfortunate thing that crypto is dependent on, on what the Federal uh, Reserve decides. And that now people are kind of hyped if they are printing more money because of mm-hmm. the whole crypto narrative pays off. But if you are then happy about people uh, getting the funds inflation. diluted, that's, that's yeah. a bad thing, <laughs> right? So it's a bit of a paradox uh, that we see, right?
0: now. Yeah, especially Bitcoin where, where they said, hey, we are inflation proof and hey, inflation is super high, but Bitcoin doesn't go up that much. It's, it seems to be more like related to stocks. And so the narrative are always um, shifting, which obviously makes sense because you have to somehow explain what is happening. Reality, But um, I think it, it is kind of devaluing or, or like some narratives that have been told are probably not true. For, I don't know how you feel specifically about Bitcoin. Yeah,
1: and, and, and you cannot just trust like a certain asset to rise in price because like all the, the ducks are <laughs> lined up in a row, uh, because it's still dependent on, on uh, what happens on the macro level.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you always yeah. have to to take this into account, despite being more than bullish on a certain project. It can, uh, it, it all has all has effects, and it's still a risk asset. And so many like equities are too, and so there's some correlation. But yeah, I'm not a financial investor, and, uh, not, a, and not and a none of this are is financial <laughs> advice. <laughs> of, course <laughs> right. not, of course not. <laughs> They're much uh, smarter people that you should follow on on this stuff. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I feel also like a lot of smart people can be also, they're just wrong with more conviction. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of smarter people or other people, you already mentioned G Capital is one of the Organizations you work with. Can you explain exactly what G Capital is and what it does and what it really looks like? And also Ox Ventures, if it's different or if it's the same? Because I think a lot of people have troubles, even me, to understand what is really a DAO. You know, it's such a buzzy word, like a decentralized autonomous organization, yeah. but. Sure. How is it? Is it I'm just not sure a... if, I,
1: if I can want to to explain like the DAO in essence, because there are so many DAOs and forming around so many topics right now. And uh-huh. I think we, you will see many, many, many more in, in this year forming around very different themes or topics or gaming, for example. But G, uh, G Capital, it has just started as a group of, of people like chatting up in, in Discord, exchanging ideas, ex- exchanging trading strategies and thoughts. And then this group just grew and and I just joined at the beginning of of last year. And yeah, then the magic happened, like more and more people were able to spend all the more time in the crypto space, were able to create content, were able to uh, approach projects, especially early on and uh, help them. And yeah, this just started a very nice uh, dynamic where people with quite a similar mindset came together. And, and formed around some common goals that like, well, for example, number one is we want to have fun. And <laughs> number two is we want to grow as a group, but also as individuals. Uh, but if you find people with the very same values that you have, and they can get really honest feedback. I think this is incredibly valuable. Um mm-hmm. Because you can honestly discuss uh, ideas and topics and projects that you like. And uh, you can also get the, the negative sides. Because someone will also find <laughs> the, the, the the leaks or the uh, disadvantages of some mm-hmm. things. And this is ch- ki- kind of the, the core around it. And then we started as a, as a really decentralized group of, let's say, angel investors to uh, invest in some projects in 2021. And also help them with like their marketing strategy, with tokenomics, with the whole DeFi strategy, then we started a podcast. We started a blog and we are certainly uh, trying to grow the whole thing and also being an alternative to the more traditional VCs. And uh, we see also more and more groups that do similar things like Cerex Mentions is even bigger in terms of the number of members and also in terms of, uh, of investments. And uh, there's uh, a GT Capital in the Terra ecosystem. There's E-Girl Capital, very famous with very uh, well-known mm-hmm. individuals. So I think the decentralized uh, funds or, or groups or however you call them, yeah, it's definitely an interesting force and they can be very helpful also for early projects yeah, if, because they can be very hands-on in supporting it. because many, many projects start very, uh, in a small set. It's one, two, three, four people, and they have nobody for marketing. Um, they have nobody to research certain stuff, I'm very busy. And if they're able to outsource this to a group, this can help them a lot early on. And if you have people that have already interacted with dozens or hundreds of protocols and they've seen uh, a lot of stuff and uh, what is successful, what is not so successful, what is best practice, tapping uh, this knowledge, mm. this can be very valuable for people. Yeah.
0: Do you have like a, a shared fund or something? Or is it more like each member kind of individually invests and you probably have like one understanding of what the terms are going to be um, with the investment. Everybody gets probably the same deal. The G Capital guys get so much and so much if they invest this and this. Or, or is it more, hey, we are G Capital. We work as a venture fund. We have this fund that we are... Mm able to deploy together. Yeah,
1: I can't really discuss this in, in detail, but in the end, it's everybody making his or her own uh, decisions. Yeah, and it's just mm. a loose construct at the moment. Okay. It might change in the future.
0: Yeah. OK, because one of the problems why ICOs are kind of a little bit on the back track now is mm. because it's really a pain to communicate with so many different individual investors, right? Uh, And everybody has some high expectations and you need immediately community managers to kind of handle all these people who have now invested in you and have now demands from your protocol and are looking on your fingers and uh, get emotional online, etc. And with VCs, you don't have that so much. You, You obviously also have to, you know, keep a good relation with them. But the, I guess also they have a more professional mm. understanding. Et you can
1: get other problems with VCs. You just a, uh, ask uh, <laughs> Jack Dorsey <laughs> how much he likes uh, VCs. Um, <laughs> but let's, let's, uh, let's frame it a bit differently. I think there's generally not really a best practice solution right now for early raises for new projects. Because as you mentioned, if you do a public sale and uh, sell tokens to uh, a lot of individuals, of retail investors, have you been in one of those telegrams after the public sale? I mean, it's a shit show, right? Mm-hmm. Thousands of people are complaining, uh, wanting the, the price to pump, some spread fat, and, and it's not fun as a project managing those. On the other side, you want to uh, distribute the token and you want to offer everybody investing at a fair price. Because, I mean, you have also to think about the original... A motivation behind right now only accredited investors can get the sweetest opportunities in the traditional market right and now crypto enables kind of everybody to invest but then i mean the investment strategy of many people is just questionable so what's what's a good way to um, to do a raise and i think that the the bad examples we have seen in, in recent times and this is mainly on the terror ecosystem are these lock drops Astroport, for example, the soon, I guess, biggest DEX on, on Terra has done, and this has been incubated by Adi, uh, Delta Digital, and this is a quite good way where you can raise initial funds, and, and many are doing this right now, and uh, I'm eager to see mm-hmm. if this also happens on other blockchains. We have seen uh, liquidity bootstrapping pools. It'll also, allow everybody to go in at a certain price, or uh, Dutch auctions like SushiSwap Miso is doing, for example. And generally, I like those more than yeah, these hyped up public sales. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: okay, but everybody is in the same level playing field, um, with these ones you just mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. But I wonder the ones where you as G Capital or OX Venture go in, um. How, yeah, how are I mean, these working?
1: Yeah, these are definitely at a different stage in, in development, right? Because like uh, uh, projects, also early on, they, they need some funds, right? That they need to pay a team. Not everybody wants to like, eat ramen in the basement and <laughs> you need to do investment. You need to hire people. You need to, to have liquidity ready early and you have costs. Mm-hmm. But you have perhaps just an idea of a project. Um, or you have like a light paper or you have uh, um, MVP or you have a, a proof of concept or whatever but you already need funds and uh, what has happened in 2017 then you write uh, a short white paper and you raise money and then you develop for three years and then you launch perhaps something or you go uh, yachting. <laughs> and <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> The alternative is to go to a VC to present, uh, or, or, or a decentralized group or whatever, um, to, to people you, you trust and uh, where you know they have a certain amount of knowledge and expertise, and you pitch the idea, you get feedback, and uh, you ask for help, and uh, okay. then you do an, an initial seed investment, for example, yeah? and mm-hmm. only a few months later the first product will go live, and you will be in a stage where you can actually approach the public because if you don't have a website a working product advanced like concept how can a retail investor decide if he or she wants to invest i mean it's possible of course yeah and this this happened in 2017 but a VC can also really help you as a project because they have done Mm -hmm. it x times and uh, they have the contacts they also can connect you with other projects And sometimes I'm missing a bit from, uh, we're all retail, right? But from people complaining in telegram groups and so on, how they support the project or how they can support the project. Because Mm -hmm. only shilling on on Twitter, that's not helpful, right?
0: Yeah. So what is an example that you say, hey, um, you know, we did a great job with a project that you raised money as a VC that you're willing to share that you say, hey, that was ideal. That's what we would put on the website if we would be a traditional VC. We are proud on this one. We put it on the website. This is the logo. We have invested in Uber, earliest round or whatever. Do, do you have one of those?
1: A few. And, I think there, there are a few of them. I just mentioned there because it was our first one, where we did strategic investment, because many of our group, the G Capital Group, very close with, with, with TorChain and have been early adopters and early users of TorChain and TorStartup has been one of the first project that kind of were incubated out of this ecosystem. They went through really tough times, although being unlucky in some areas, they're always trying to change to the better, pivoting strategies and also expanding now to different blockchains. This is obviously something you want to see a, a project that's constantly analyzing the market, constantly adapting and changing strategies, trying out stuff, and even if there are complaints around it. And because in the traditional world, it's, it's hard to see those things because uh, companies get big and it's a slow moving ship. Yeah, And in crypto, you have like speedboats. And another project, perhaps I want to mention on, on the terror side, is, is Kujira. The liquidation uh, engine for Anchor. I myself didn't see the full potential in the very beginning because okay, it's just doing liquidations on Anchor, Um, but it has proven so valuable for Anchor itself and for the whole Terra ecosystem. Also, for users to be able to kind of get Eve and and Luna at a discount, and the vision and the team is really delivering top work and constantly thinking about expansion, and they can be kind of the liquidator. Of sorts, not only on anchor, but across a lot of protocols on Terra, and even across Terra. And this is a strong, uh, strong mm-hmm. value proposition.
0: And usually in those deals, I assume you you don't get shares in the company; you get the tokens, right?
1: Yeah, it's not equity; it's utility tokens. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then you have usually some vesting schedule, how long you have to hold uh, the tokens before you're able to sell. What, what are some, you know, like? Typical terms, what do you say that makes sense for people maybe listening mm-hmm. and saying, hey, mm-hmm. I am looking to raise money and...
1: Yeah, th- there are <laughs> good and bad examples. But I would say like for, for strategic and private investors, you want them as a project to commit to you over a long time frame. So um, not let them out after a few weeks or, or months. The longer they are... the longer they will be engaged with you and and also trying to contribute to the project and have a shared interest in the success of the project. Um, so I think having a six to 12 months cliff is something reasonable. So a cliff means you you don't get any tokens. You might get some tokens at the token launch event, getting enough uh, initial float of the token. Because, like you probably know, in famous Solana projects with a very low circulating supply in the beginning, token price shoots up and then bleeds over the coming months or even years. Um, so, we want to see that there's enough circulating supply in the beginning, um, and then the total vesting about two or three years or even four years. It's it's uh, it's reasonable, yeah. And it's really also again depending on the overall market sentiment. Right now, we are in a in a project market, because there's lots of capital out there, and, and most projects seem to be oversubscribed, so they can be more strict with the deals. And if the market changes at some point in time, then perhaps it's again an investor market, and uh, they are more able to dictate the rules and say, like, yeah. but. In the end, you see also many investors that are very happy to increase or even propose to the project to increase the vesting timeline or have mm-hmm. a longer cliff because really being committed to the project and believing in the long-term success, that's, that's something very important. And especially the top uh, VCs like Delphi, Paradigm and so on, they are typically really, really committed uh, to mm-hmm. those projects. Yeah.
0: And maybe now the other side of the, the coin where, where other people are listening and thinking, hey, you know, it's, it's again the same thing as before. I thought crypto is open for everybody and now there's like these groups behind uh, the scene that are getting sweetheart deals. They get like tokens for pennies on the dollar and they drop it, you know, the famous shitcoin waterfall where basically the VCs get the coins early for such a good price that whatever happens with the project later, they they for 100% get Mm. good returns. Um, How do you feel about that? Do you think that's really happening? Do you think it's more like some bad actors and some good actors? What is your thinking? Yeah, of course, I mean,
1: of course, (laughs) bad things happen. But we're again a bit in in the question at the beginning. I mean, there have been good examples for really fair launches. Perhaps uh, people just commit to liquidity and then they get tokens. that's good if if the project is able to do such a fair launch without any VC involvement. And there are many platforms and protocols that did it. That's beautiful. Sometimes projects seek out VCs because they want help with certain aspects. Mm -hmm. And then it's also good. And typically you, you want to combine it then with an alternative where everybody can get in at a fair price. We've talked about mechanics where you can do this. You can have like liquidity bootstrapping pool. You can have lock drops. So I think the one is not ruling out the other. You can do a seed round and have some private investors with a small percentage of the overall token supply and also have enough supply for everybody who believes in the project to get a token at a fair price. Mm-hmm. But if you're set up in a way where you can do a fair launch for everybody, then that's good. Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's interesting that um, Terra seems to be… it seems that they are doing quite a good job with growing bottom-up in this kind of more organic way, while you mentioned before for instance Solana, it's one of my bigger positions as well, has performed very good but the DeFi stuff and even the Solana token like how it's distributed is very VC heavy and and it's kind of hindering the ecosystem to grow because too many people are yeah dropping their coins don't have conviction and the community is kind of missing with those coins with those DeFi coins on Solana and
1: Yeah, I mean also I mean many DeFi tokens got hammered anyway. (laughs) Especially now again in the last uh, drop. I mean The DeFi pulse index, for example. I mean, compared to Ethereum, it went down, I don't know, 90% or so over the last month. This contains mainly like the original blue chips on Ethereum, like SNX and, and Wi Fi and others. So they also lost a lot of traction. What we see now is also like protocol tokens or government tokens on Terra, for example, or Solana having a really, really hard time. People are kind of fleeing to the layer one asset being it the mm-hmm. Sol or Luna because it's also it, it's less risky, like it's a less risky asset than having like a DEX governance token. And for mm-hmm. some also the network effect and value cool is easier to measure. And honestly, also many, many projects have also shit tokenomics and this pays off now in a bad sense. We already see, again, countermeasures, like the curve token model is really appreciated now. Many new projects have been implementing it from the very beginning. Many existing projects are trying to implement it now, changing it. So you have to lock your tokens for a long amount of time. So that's the beauty of things. When we see things don't work as they should things are changing to a positive way. Also, like the whole in 2017, like how tokens were distributed. It's it's completely different to how tokens are distributed today or or, or last year. And last year, we had all Mm -hmm. this liquidity mining with high emissions, high inflation. And now, thanks to Olympus DAO, we see a trend to protocol owned liquidity. Also, here we can see the first downsides of it because it's again like emissions and people are selling it. But I mean, we are in a very, very early stage, and um, we need to experiment with things, see what really works out, and then adopt the best practices. And and luckily, I mean, these are all relatively small teams, and they can implement those best practices or the meta games um, relatively quickly, and things get better every time.
0: And I just want to dive one more time before I have some other questions into um, this DAO, and specifically now zero X Ventures. And since it's a DAO, on the website, you can basically apply to become a member. And I've seen you, you have to fill in a form with and provide a lot of information. And I, I wanted to ask some of those questions that you have to answer for the OX Ventures to become a member to you.
1: <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not sure if I know the question. I'm also just one of the plain members of, of CX Ventures. But let's try it.
0: One of the first things you have to do no, it's actually one in the middle. It's like, please enter your Dechen score. <laughs> i never heard of that. What is the Dechen score and how high would you rank on the Dechen score?
1: Uh, Dechen score, yeah, that's interesting. Um, that's like a score, deechenscore.com and it kind of scans your wallet and uh, scans what you have done with your wallet over the last months and, and years and what you have uh, interacted with, which protocols, so how many transactions you have with MetaMask or uh, your, your Ethereum wallet in general. It, uh, it gives you a score and tells you how Degen you are. So Is it from 1 to 100? or how does It It gives you a leaderboard of like 56,000 people have done it already and I, with the wallet, I'm connected now. About 350, so it's between chat and Degen. And, and
0: okay congrats the next question tell us about two projects where you have been really early how did you discover them?
1: Really early and successful or really early and got work pulled? I mean, that's <laughs> I, I take the successful ones first.
0: Yeah, if you apply okay. to become a member, mm-hmm. I guess it's better to, be, to, yeah. to have I, a successful I, one. I, I guess so.
1: <laughs> so uh, really early and and interesting. I think, yeah, TorChain Woon is, is definitely, for me, still one of the most interesting uh, projects and undervalued for many people because it's still the only protocol where you can natively swap Bitcoin to Ethereum, to Litecoin, to Bitcoin Cash, and, and soon also to Terra-based assets without a custodian and without wrapping uh, your tokens. And I think it's still revolutionary and it's not enough talked about. And the very strong tokenomics because it's a deterministic price and it's based on the capital locked in the protocol. So the more capital is, is provided as liquidity to toward chain, the higher the room prices. It's three times, yeah. actually, and there's a there is a good analysis I can share with you afterwards if, if somebody wants to read up. About, uh, yeah, about I, can, I can
0: link it up also. That's great. That's great.
1: And yeah, I discovered it at, at uh, 30 cents, I think. Uh, I don't even know when, but it's uh, quite a long time okay. ago and it has been about 20 dollars. I think now it's about six, but uh, still, I'm still very optimistic that we see uh, all time highs, perhaps even 2022. 20, no investment advice. And the second uh, project is, is definitely a Luna at, at 50 cents, also, a really long time ago. Um, wow. and, and back then, nobody was talking about it. And what I saw was it was already one of the blockchains with the highest overall fees just mm-hmm. based on their Chai implementation. So Chai is a payment app in South Korea where it can pay in retail shops, but also online. And uh, the whole transaction is rooted through, through uh, Terra blockchain using the Coin One stablecoin. And they were already clear that there are plans coming up now with, with DeFi and with a native stablecoin coin on the blockchain, which is unique, right? I mean, no mm-hmm. other blockchain has a fully integrated. Native stablecoin, especially not the decentralized one. Um, Yeah, obviously I invested not enough, but it's (laughs) it was a good.
0: That's an amazing one. Yeah, Yeah. from fifty cents to uh, it went to hundred dollars recently, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course I didn't hold it for the (laughs) whole way, but I still have Balloon. I'm I'm still very very bullish on it and the whole on the whole ecosystem, and on on the players in it. There are some issues with it. There's no question. There sacrifices being made for this uh, for this huge growth, but it's now the blockchain with the second highest total value locked after Ethereum. And, and yeah, there's a good reason for it. Mm-hmm.
0: Great. That, that's, that, that was very good. Let's go to the next question. It's kind of in the same vein. What investments have you made the most in the recent months? Why did you pick them? I guess like what you made the most um, money in, I guess, in the recent months.
1: Actually, in, in recent months, I've mostly been farming and not so much investing. But it was, what I tweeted about recently was what I missed, which was for Olympus, for example. Because uh, back at the time, and I think Ryan Watkins from Masari, he did a Twitter thread about like alternative stable coins at this time. Mm-hmm. And it mentioned Olympus OM, and it also mentioned Float and Fi and, and others. And I was always thinking we need a decentralized stable coin that is not packed to fiat money. And I found the concept of Float, so it's Float Protocol. With a floating a price algorithm backed by by the bank token, I found this concept very interesting, and and I participated very early on. And others at G, they went with Olympus, which is a very different story. They invented protocol owned liquidity, and yeah, there people made really a. Amount of money by believing in it and by staking in their own early, and now it's one of the most uh, famous protocols in, in DeFi and mm-hmm. uh, gave birth to many mutations, or babies, or forks, or spoons, however you mm-hmm. want to call it. So, and I missed it <laughs> kind of completely.
0: Yeah. Totally, me too. Hey, we've already hit an hour mark. Did I miss something that we should talk about? Perhaps
1: we do a second episode Ah. at some point. But I think the most important thing to take away is right now, I know so many projects, they're really looking for resources. I think it's a great opportunity right now, if you're not happy in your professional life right now, to take this step. If you have been thinking about it, like approach people, talk with people who have recently done this step and moved from a, let's say, traditional career to, to crypto and not in five or 10 years when it's, I don't know, perhaps it's never too late, but I mean, uh, things will also change there and it's always better if you are in the, in the early cohort.
0: <laughs> Should people reach out to you on Twitter at Archon underscore zero X? I, yeah, sure, sure. sure uh, yeah.
1: Mention me on, on, on Twitter and we can have a discussion. My DMs are not open because I get so many shit messages, but uh, <laughs> you will find me. <laughs> Great. Yeah, uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much.